Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10-minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving. Relax, and let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey guys, what's up? Thank you for returning for another episode of the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. Thank you for showing up and sharing your comments and your reviews. If you haven't done so yet, please take a moment and rate and review our podcast. It really helps us to get seen by more audiences. So with that, I want to talk today about things that you need to stop doing like now. We want to maximize our potential. We want to be our authentic self and we want to live our best life, so to speak. And there are some things that are preventing us from doing that. And I will own that I'm doing some of these things. So as you know, by now, the goal of the podcast is to help you identify your passion and change your mindset and truly own your own story. And with the owning your own story part, It truly is the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all of the parts seen that we want people to see and maybe we don't want other people to see. But we have to truly take control of them in order for us to move forward and to maximize our life. So I am just determined and... My goal is truly to on this journey to just really dig deep. So it's digging deep for me myself, but also for you as a part of my owner tribe. So in order to to own your peace and to own your joy and own your story and all of these things that come with trying to live a more authentic life for this phase in your journey, you have to dig deep. And really look within if we want to continue to evolve and grow. If you don't, you don't have to. So I would say there are a number of things. I actually had a list of 10, but then I realized that it was going to have to be like a two-part episode, which maybe I will go back and do. But for now, we'll focus on at least six of them. So the first thing that I think is important that we need to stop doing is stop lying to ourselves. We do it sometimes and we realize it. Sometimes we don't even realize it. You tell yourself you're fine, but deep down inside, you're not. Your emotions are out of control. You're not exactly sure why. 
maybe you're lonely and you're afraid to admit it because you don't want to feel like you need somebody or you don't want to seem desperate or you don't want pity from other people. Maybe you have decided, you know, you're of a certain age and you're not married and you don't have kids and you're perfectly fine with that. But your parents are pressuring you to do something that you're or your friends, and you're perfectly content with the way you're living your life. It could be a, a variety of things. You know, you're, I'll use this one. You know, I climbed the corporate ladder for so long in this quest to achieve the thing in terms of the positions and the accolades, et cetera. But I got to a point where I didn't need the stress anymore. And I didn't want the stress anymore. And I was looking to not necessarily add additional (laughs) responsibilities to my plate. And then before you knew it, that issue took care of itself because my position was eliminated at the company that I was working at. But it could be a number of things. Sometimes we put on these masks for other people or we put on a mask. I shouldn't even say that. Maybe it is that that's what you wanted for a certain time, but then you decide. You no longer want certain things and it's okay for you to want to change direction. Or maybe you say you want to lose weight, but you're eating all the wrong things. You're doing more Netflix and chilling, (laughs) enough exercise, or at least attempting to exercise. Your actions aren't matching your words. So in essence, you're lying to yourself. You say you want better, but you're not necessarily willing to do better. You're not willing to do something different. And I say all the time, I actually had a sign in my office that says, you know, you can, it's basically the premise of showing somebody better than you can tell them. It's your actions lining up with what it is that you're saying. And, or maybe you're having these blanket statements that you're putting out there in the atmosphere and you should stop it because it's not necessarily true. Or one is, you know, there are no good men out there. Maybe you just haven't found the right one. Maybe you have found the right one, but you're afraid of opening yourself up to love and letting your wall down because you've been hurt in the past. And so you're not allowing the good men to come to you. Or, and I'm not doubting, Lord knows I know, they're not, I'm not saying that they're easy to find, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there are no good men out there. And lying to yourself can come in many forms. You're doing things you don't necessarily like to do. You're hanging with people you don't necessarily want to hang with. And you have to kind of just be honest with yourself in order to have true happiness, true joy, true healing. You tell yourselves things. Sometimes you limit yourself with your lies. Oh, I won't be able to do that. And which actually goes into our second one. So I won't get into that for right now. But you tell yourself these stories and sometimes they're just stories. Sometimes they're just things that you made up in your head And we need to figure out how to stop doing it because it doesn't serve us. It doesn't help move us forward. It doesn't line up with whatever our core principles are. 
for ourselves. And what are you going to do to change it? That's really the question. Like, when can you decide you want to just be you? You're trying to convince yourself that you're right when maybe you're not right. You're procrastinating. You're doubting yourself. You're doing all of these things in a way it's self-sabotage. And like I said, sometimes you don't even realize that you're doing it. I don't know what it is that may be holding you back, but I will say that it's not healthy. It's not healthy to not be honest. If you, Even if you don't be honest with anybody else, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to be willing to accept constructive criticism. You have to, you have to, to realize that you're not always right. And just because you talk about it all the time doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or that it's true. Or you put on that you live this life that you're really not living. I mean, we see that all the time on social media in terms of people portraying things. And I'm not saying that, I mean, for some people it's, that, you know, that's their life and they show everything. And I'm not saying everybody has to be raw and vulnerable and transparent in what they do. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that sometimes we paint a picture that's not there. And you keep telling yourself that it's one way. And there is, there's a difference between the positive, the power of telling yourself positive affirmations and doing things to kind of get to that next place. But at the end of the day, when you're not, like I said, when your actions aren't matching what it is that you're doing, then you need to do some looking within. And eventually your lies will catch up with you. And we're deceiving ourselves and we're not doing ourselves any justice. I think I've said enough about that. (laughs) So the second thing I would say we need to stop doing is self-doubt. And this is a big one. Self-doubt is when you basically lack the confidence about something that you're doing or a decision you made, um, you're questioning your choices. Some of it is necessary. It is important to kind of, you know, pause and say, hey, is this right for me? Am I doing this correctly? We all have a little bit of self-doubt in us. It's understandable. But you got to really sit and think how much of it are you doing? Are you panicking about the assignment that your boss gave you? And there's that fine balance between there's a pressure to perform and a a healthy fear of making sure that you do things correctly. But then there's also things that can make you stuck, permanently stuck and keep you from moving on. Are you procrastinating, putting off a vision that God gave you? Are you procrastinating doing the project that your boss gave you because you're just afraid to tackle it? And then with situation, then you become really unmotivated and stressed because the clock is ticking and some people work better under pressure. I get it. I definitely have procrastinated. And there are a lot of reasons why we do it. You know, it's a variety. It could be a variety of things, past experiences, 
the way you were raised. Maybe you're comparing yourself to other people. Ask yourself if you really want that feeling to go away, though. Are you really committed to shutting off that little negative chick that's sitting on your shoulder saying you can't do this? It's one thing to humble, but don't dim your light. Don't shut it off before you even try, before you even make an effort. Your self-doubt, you can't allow your self-doubt to prevent you from moving forward. I say it all the time. You got to do it even if you're doing it scared. Lord knows that it's not easy for me to show up here from week to week. It's not easy for me to do a lot of things from week to week. And I push myself to do certain things because I know that I have a calling on my life to do it. I'm not claiming to have all the answers just because I have the podcast. So I need to make this clear. I've never claimed to be an expert on things that I don't know anything about. What I do know is I've been through some shit and I continue to go through some stuff. And nobody can take that away from me. And because I've gone through some stuff and because I have overcome some stuff and because I know how to function when it comes to certain things, yes, I can speak to them. No, my life is not perfect. I've never said it was. I do know that I have made an impact on a lot of lives, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through mentoring relationships, past employees, staff, friends, and nobody can take that away from me. So when that self-doubt creeps up even within myself, I think about the person who sends me a message and say, hey, what's going on? Missed you on social media. What's going on? Is, especially when it's coming from a genuine place of concern, And what I have to then keep telling myself is, you got this. Lacking the confidence to do something is, it can be a natural thing. And sometimes we don't necessarily have the skills and talents to to do certain activities. And for those, we need to consider allowing somebody else to do it. But I don't want to happen is for you not to be able to go to your next place or you're scared to show up in a relationship because you're scared of getting hurt. You're scared to try to have another baby because you've had two miscarriages in the past. There can be a number of things. And that is, uh, maybe I shouldn't use that. that. And I get that's a completely personal decision. I'm not trying to say that you need to keep trying to get pregnant when your body, if that's not what your body wants to do or. I'm going to leave that one alone, but I'm just using that as an example of just going back to where is that self-doubt coming from and or some of the things that I think we need to think about actually going to my next one, which is number three, stop being afraid to really explore your why. I said, I'm really focused on trying to dig deeper and understanding why things work and why they don't work. I mentioned in the goal episode, when you go back and you look at your goals and you look at what you achieved and what you didn't, 
it's not enough, in my opinion, to just check the box and not check the box. At some point, in order to keep moving forward, you have to do an assessment of, okay, well, what did I do good with this? And I didn't do it with that. And it doesn't mean that everything is going to work. It's like a, I don't want to call it the game. Some things are trial and error where not everything's going to work for everybody. But you have to understand and kind of look to see, oh, okay, well, I see a pattern here. Things related to this, I do well in. Things related to this, not so good in. So maybe I should get somebody to assist me with those. Do you need to pivot and shift and figure out, okay, let me do this differently. And how can I do this differently? What additional resources do I need? What additional education may I need in order to get this done? And then with that, I would say we have to try to avoid emotional decisions. You have to base your decisions on something other than your emotions. And it's so easy to react. I know it is. I do it. I get it. And like I said, that we need to stop doing. I didn't say that you. We all have, these issues may have come upon us at one point in time in our lives. Maybe it hasn't yet. And maybe, you know, you're never afraid to kind of dig deeper. But for me, I have really tried to focus on what's driving me. Is the voice of God driving me? Or what I think is best, what I want to do, what I think is supposed to be, what's supposed to happen. And for me personally, my goals and my dreams and my, what I decide to do, I have to know that they're God ordained. I have to know that it's not just about me. I have established some core values that I am trying to make sure that everything I do in my business point back to those values and that I show up in that way when I think about decisions that I'm making or activities that I choose to do, speaking engagements that I choose to do, different collaborations and partnerships. And you have to figure out what's best for you in terms of doing that. And I'm probably going to do a whole episode on that. But just thinking about, like for me, my, you know, I would say my five core values are authenticity, courage, integrity, respect, and perseverance. Those things are just how I'm choosing to show up right now how I'm choosing to live my life. I'm trying to be intentional about what I do and how I do it. No more just kind of doing things on the fly. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to just do things on the fly. That's not what I mean. But, you know, you got to think about what really fuels your fire. What kind of makes you glow and light up? And we're not all destined to save the world or to be the cure for cancer or the cure for whatever. And if we are, that's great. But there has to be something deeper that drives you. Whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, it's up to you. But for me, I am on this quest to continue to operate in that place for right now. 
and considering what are your strengths? What are your opportunities? And do you want to focus on the opportunities and how to make them more of strengths? Do you, what are you doing to maximize the strengths that you do have? What can you do to add value to a certain situation or a certain group or your life? Do you ever think about what are people going to say about you when you're dead? I do. I don't want them to say, oh, she was selfish. She was nasty. She was negative all the time. That's not the footprint that I want to leave on this world. That's not, I have kids. I don't want my kids to look online and read those things about me. That, oh, she was nasty as hell or she was selfish. She was this, she was that. All those negative things, that's just not me. And it's not about me caring about what other people think, but it's about being a light. Like, I want to be a light. I do. You have to stand for something. And what you choose to stand for is completely your business. But if you know, you, and I'm sure you've heard the saying, people who don't stand for something, they can fall for anything. So what are you going to stand for today? Number four, stop thinking you need to prove somebody wrong. Focus on proving yourself right. This is one that I realized that I was very focused on. I, right, wrong, or indifferent, I had this perception that a lot of people around me didn't think that I was going to make it. Didn't think that I was going to push through certain circumstances. Didn't think that I was going to amount to certain things because of decisions I made or because of part of it was decisions I made. Part of it is was just by nature because that's the way people think. But for me, I've had to in my quest to kind of get to a certain level in my career in retrospect, and I realized this later in life after I had hustled my butt off. And this is not to say, I don't discount anything I did. And I, I enjoyed everything that I did related or most of what I did related to my career. I'm not trying to say that, but I do realize that a lot of it, I kind of did because I wanted to prove other people wrong. More so than I believed in myself. It's, you're not going to give me this job. I'm just going to keep applying for it because I want you to know that I can do it. And yes, in my actions, I was able to prove people wrong. I'd never forget. I've told, I probably told this story before, accreditation manager position that I applied for several times and didn't get. And that time that I didn't get it, it just wasn't the right time. Maybe I didn't have the necessary skill sets and talents for that job at that point in time. It was made for me to do it the way I did it. And in the end, I ran the department and ran it well, if I must say so myself. I was able to to go from really second guessing and questioning myself about whether or not I was capable of having this manager position to being able to show that I was more than capable. It wasn't an issue. I made it an issue, I think, at some point, 
I was looking to the fact that because I didn't get certain things when I thought that I should get them, that maybe I wasn't worthy. I was literally responsible for millions of dollars in revenue. And making sure that it came in, making sure that the funds were allocated appropriately, that we spent the money wisely. That was my responsibility. And at some point I questioned if I could do it. But I had to get to the point of not just trying to prove other people wrong, but building that confidence in myself and knowing that it's not always going to be easy. And yes, I'm going to have challenges. I could do it. A lot of us are trying to consistently or constantly get respect from others or acceptance. And we live our lives trying to prove that we are worthy that we're special, that we're unique. We don't have to prove it. We are. We just have to know like we know like we know. You are worthy. You are unique. You are God's special butterfly. You can't look to those material things to drive your worthiness, your confidence. Those achievements and those personal definitions of success, they're all fine, well, and good. But you can't just look at those things to validate yourself or to feel good and confident. I think I said enough about that. (laughs) The next one would be number five, stop discounting other people's perspective. Our perspectives are limited by our background, what we're exposed to, what we've been used to. And we live in a society that's extremely judgmental. A lot of people don't have empathy with other people. And we have to stop that. We have to be, I mean, you see that every day when it comes to where we are in terms of race. There's an opportunity for us to learn from each other, period. From the diversity of each other, from our varied experiences. You know, you have to learn to appreciate that different circumstances they bring value. They bring a different set of values. Maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you don't fully need those things, but it doesn't mean that you should be intolerant of certain things. And this is something that we have to instill in our kids. Your kids need to know that people are going to be different. And just because they're different doesn't make them bad. Just because, you know, they were born without one leg doesn't mean that you should tease them. Just because they have mental challenges doesn't mean that they should be teased. I mean, these are true things that our kids have to deal with that, and some of it is hard because they see other kids as different, you know, may call it out as different, but it doesn't mean that they're bad. I hate to see somebody bullied or taken advantage of. Like, I just, I hate it. When we learn to really grasp and embrace other people's perspectives, then you're more likely to be empathetic to other people, to maybe be open and anticipate other people's thinking or their beliefs or, and then better control your reactions to them. You can handle conflicts better if you understand and you're less judgmental. These 
are things that are, that can be, help support you in your growth, in your journey. We sometimes tend to be defensive when we are offered a different perspective because it makes us second guess what we know or what we're used to. And even if we act in a way we don't necessarily want to at first, then at some point you still have to kind of sit back and think about, okay, well, what did I get out of that? What does the other perspective bring to the table that I didn't honestly consider? And really trying to look at things with a fresh set of eyes, assess it based on what it is, assume positive intent. That was one of our core values at one of my former employers. And I loved it. We automatically go to compare things to our pre-existing notion, pre-existing theories or notions. And it's natural. I'm not saying that it's not natural. I'm just saying we need to be more intentional about how we take that information into consideration and how, what we choose to do with it. And I'm not saying you can't live your life the way you want to live your life. You can, but sometimes that additional perspective is helpful. You know, I think my, when my sister was on, she said that that's one of the things she actually has on her tattoo is um, on her, her wrist, a tattoo of the word perspective. Because it is important to understand other people's perspective. And the fact that there is more than one way to skin a cat. There is this other way of thinking that you should consider. That's all I'll say. And then last but not least, stop thinking you can do everything by yourself because you can't. We like to say, oh, I could do it. I'm independent. I'm superwoman. I don't need my kid's father. I could be the mother and the father. I don't need a man. I don't need this. I don't need that. But at the end of the day, we all know that we can get done more when we have help, period. When you think about it, we all came from other people. We got to where we are, good, bad, or whatever, based on other people, whether it was our parents, our guardians, your teachers, your grandparents, mentors that you've had throughout life, supervisors you've had, your friends, your families, your enemies, your coworkers, they all add an influence into who you are and what you do and how you got to this point. Maybe it was something that they did that you didn't like that pushed you to keep driving forward and to persevere and to be more determined. But they definitely influenced you. Some things are just beyond our understanding and, and our bandwidth. And we have to learn that you could get help. Some things you should delegate. The things that you don't have the skills for, just get somebody else to do it. Um, and I know that's not always simple. I don't want to simplify it. But that is something that we should consider. You know, maybe you're starting a new business and you know you can't handle certain things. Consider using Fiverr or Upwork or, you know, one of those websites 
that does outsourcing for freelancers to get help with certain projects. You know, rely on your friends and family when it comes to stuff. Rely on your friends and family when it comes to your personal challenges. We go through stuff and we're afraid to share sometimes. And sometimes, you know, you do have to be guarded with what you share and how you share it. But everybody needs somebody they can talk to. At least one person that you can talk to when you're ball up in the daggone corner and cry like a baby. Sometimes you need to cry like yourself, by yourself. But sometimes you do need help and you should talk to somebody. Sometimes this goes further than that and you need to seek therapy to deal with the really hard stuff that you can't unpack yourself. Don't keep it bottled in. I am a strong proponent of therapy. I have a therapist. Some of my kids have therapists. It's important. You can't do everything by yourself. You're not. You don't have to be superwoman all the time. You don't have to be superman all the time. Somebody said to me, you know, I said, I made a comment. I don't need a man. And they said, no, it's not about needing them, but maybe, but what's wrong with saying you want a life partner? And they're right. Sometimes we don't necessarily quote unquote need something, but just because you don't need it doesn't mean that it won't add value to your life. It doesn't mean that you don't want it, that you don't have a desire for it. It doesn't mean that you can't have it. And it doesn't mean that everything you do, you need somebody else to assist you with it. There are a lot of things that sometimes you really do have to do by yourself and you need to discern what those things are versus things you need help with. But thinking you could do it by yourself is one of those things you really need to just stop doing because you get further with assistance, period. If you have a basketball team and one team has one person and the other team has five, who do you think is going to dominate in most situations? It's going to be the team that has five people on the court because they use each other. They all have different strengths. One person might be better at defending. One person might be better at shooting, at blocking, at doing the offensive stuff. Offensive, not offensive. (laughs) You know, those are, and guarding, there are, we all bring different strengths and talents and abilities to the table. And when we recognize that we're not in this by ourselves, oh my gosh, can you imagine how much further you can go? Like, just think about it. Where do you want to go? How far do you want to go? Can I rely on somebody else to assist me? All right. I think I've said enough. So those are six things we need to stop doing now to really, truly maximize our full potential and own our story. And with that, until next time, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. 
You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.